1: CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, the normal CHGO White Sox crew, that's Vinnie Duber. You can follow him at Vinnie Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Um, did I introduce myself? No. no. Oh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. We're being produced today by Sarah. Hi. Hello, Sarah. Uh, Sarah had a great question that led to a, apparently a, a rousing discussion. Um, the White Sox, and it sent Twitter into a frenzy because at first it was just the White Sox have agreed to a contract with outfielder Brett Phillips. And everyone started to panic, just like Herb was, that – The word minor league contract wasn't added, but then Daryl Van Scowen added that it was a minor league deal. So we'll be talking about the Brett Phillips minor league deal. We will.
0: We talk about minor league signings a
1: lot here. Apparently, Herb thinks that he's going to be the starting right fielder for the White Sox. Not the starting Uh, right fielder. And then we're going to play
2: a lot. Oh, boy.
1: Uh, and then we'll jump into our Die Hard mailbag from our CHGO diehards. You can join uh, the Die Hard program uh, over at allchgo.com. When you sign up, you get a shirt, you get a nice sticker pack, you get a nice membership card. It all comes in that lovely box. And you get access to our CHGO Discord uh, where every, one, one day a week, we hope it's Monday. We didn't have a show on Monday. We open up the mailbag. We'll do that today. Uh, but Herb. Hello. Why are you so worried about Brett Phillips? not worried about buddy? it. I'm just he can't play 10 games for the White Sox in 2024.
2: No. Do, have you seen his batting average? He is not a good baseball player. He's got a great clubhouse guy. I've only heard great glowing things about Brett Phillips and his personality and I've seen it on display. He seems like a like a very gregarious guy and it's going to break up the clubhouse a little bit. I'm sure Nikki loves him, Nikki Lopez, but it's another former Royal on the team for the White Sox. I just don't. I mean, it's it's a minor league deal in the grand scheme of things, but I do believe that he will be on this team and he'll play way more than he should be playing. Why? Because this is what the White Sox do. They they Ooh. sign these players that are like Jake Marisnik last year. He played here. nine games. That's way too much. Name one Jake Marisnik moment. You're he had two asking, at
0: bats. You're constantly asking for depth. Here's here's depth. I didn't say it was good, but I here it say, is. Say yes. I want good. I mean, depth. they they signed. They. I mean, nobody was all. Nobody was all PO'd and saying Sky was falling when they signed Billy Hamilton. That guy can't
2: hit. No, he can't, but he has a, a skill set that is very, very valuable. This guy with plays de-
0: really good defense and steals and steals bases
2: sometimes. I don't know if he plays really good defense. He plays all right defense. He's also
0: on the Charlotte Knights. Well, that's my thing. <laughs> is like I, I mean, but, I, I, but I, we like, don't have a right
2: fielder right now. And so Brett Phillips was in the mix with Gavin Sheets, Oscar Colas. Right now, and Roman Gonzalez, if they want to put him in right field, he's I fourth. Mean, yeah, if the on season, if the, if like who's the actual right fielder out of that?
1: Gavin Sheets. Well, today, not, stop it. You ask him about today oh, or you're eventually? Right Ugh, and Gavin that's Sheets. Is. That's your answer. Well, but guess what? I'm not, of course, I told you that this whole offseason. But they're that's what? Not my Eight, choice.
0: Eighty some days from opening day, so you don't have to worry about that right 84. now. You know, I mean, seriously, like, like come on. If you think they're signing Brett Phillips to be part of their outf- major league outfield mix, that's. That would right. seem silly. There would need to be some significant injuries to players they haven't
2: even signed yet. <laughs> I, should, I should bookmark this. And like When we're in July and Brett Phillips is playing a
1: bunch. Like, okay. So what is a bunch? Well, how did Jake Marisnick hurt you last year? He played. How many games? I don't know. Nine you just games. just told you nine. Yeah, nine games. Still. He had two at-bats. Billy Hamilton had two at-bats. They also had Victor Reyes, who was on a minor league contract. He didn't see the 101 lost White Sox. I love you. Brett Phillips is not going to haunt your dreams. Mm. Brett Phillips is not going to hurt you, people. And as I he said before, he might play.
2: The White Sox don't get the benefit of the doubt from me, from minor league signings, from especially since they don't have an actual right fielder but on their roster. when Kerman.
0: you say that, you're you're somehow like accusing them of secretly signing him to be their everyday
3: right no, fielder.
2: No, they're not. But I'm saying like
3: they what do you
0: don't
2: benefit have, of the doubt. They don't have the actual depth or the player that's, hey, we're gonna be the right fielder. Brett Phillips will be a they minor leagueer because yet. Huh? they don't have that yet. The offseason's not over. <laughs> As I said, we when's the last time we had a right fielder? No, I, but I they have gone you. and gotten guys to play right field. The idea. Poorly. The
0: idea they, they 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 weren't good, very good. Yeah. But the point being that they weren't like, oh boy, we're gonna fool you, Herb. We're gonna we're we're signing this guy to play right field, so this minor league guy can come up and play in right field for the rest of the year. Like that's not some sort of like secret plot. No, it's
2: not <laughs> a secret plot. But I'm just saying they haven't seen and prioritized right field as a position. No. Which it really is very valuable for the White Sox and all the players that they signed who are hitters can't hit. Like, literally all of them, either via trade or signing, they're terrible hitters. So this is just another signing. And, yes, they have two months to get everything together. And even into spring training, they can sign a person. But, like I said before, I don't think that they are – serious about going and signing a guy like they should into Oscar Hernandez. And we're talking about maybe Tommy Sam.
1: I wouldn't like it, but that's an actual well, right fielder. So, like, I, I, in a way, get your point, but, like, they haven't – I don't understand who you're trying to refer to as the minor leaguer that they, they like, tried to force off as a right fielder. Like, Colos was a minor leaguer before he was a major leaguer. Most players are. um But – like he was also a top prospect and it seemed like it wasn't the biggest jump for Colos to be their opening day right fielder last year. They went out and got a major leaguer in AJ Pollock the year before, and then he ended up playing right field. And, you know, I get that, but like Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn were still getting at bats in 2022, no matter what. It wasn't crazy that those guys were the right fielder. They did a poor job filling in that position. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then Adam Eaton, major leaguer guy. He sucked, but that's, different um 2020 it was nomar mazara which was a trade for a minor leaguer yeah all of these things were failed experiments but they were
0: experiments of guys who were like established major league But none of them were good well that's fine but you're you're going after them for signing a minor league caliber player to a minor league contract
1: pollock and adam eaton were good no they at some point in their career yes I might say they were good yes, with the White Sox. In some, yes, in yeah, some I know, point of their like, career, they were good. Like, <laughs> yes. Right, but they they were better than Brett Phillips. <laughs> like, like that, that's, I, I guess that's the point. Um, Ch- Chad like, Co- I, and hey, you know, Matt Matt Cortese brings up Brian Goodwin. Brian Goodwin is, is, is has shown that he's a, he's a Brett Phillips, a Victor I, Reyes, a Jake Marisnik. I, I love Brian Goodwin. Believe, he had that great moment, but like he hasn't really bounced back and I been on a Brian, major league
0: team since. I believe Brian Goodwin minor league deal, if memory serves. Was he? I Believe
1: so. After the Pirates cut him, maybe? I don't know. Let me look that up. Um, he's currently with the Long Island Ducks. Quack, quack. Minor league contract. May, May 4th, you 2021. Called but that's, that's, with, that's in the year. That's an in-the-year signing. You know, uh, he, was, he was released within the season, so that wasn't an off-season acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, I get your point. Let's go to Jared's first question. Uh, again, these are from our CHGO diehards. Uh, you can join at allchgo.com. He added you, Vinny. He did. I saw this and
0: okay. I knew you were going to put it in here, so that's why I didn't answer him. Because Jared Buddy, I'm going to answer it for you now.
1: There you go. That's the point. Uh, and this one does say mail- Mailbag Monday. That's my B. Uh, I did also make some that said Mailbag someday, which I thought mm-hmm. was color, it's, clever. Thank you, clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared writes: If the White Sox are actually trying to compete, as uh, was stated before the season, why are they signing? Almost all guys with around or below 200 batting average, and that's from uh, Jared, <coughs> Chicago White Sox. Uh, thank you, Jared, for uh, being a diehard and for uh, sending in the question. Uh, so, Vinny, since this was added at you first, uh, do you want to rephrase? I the do. Question? Well, okay. here,
0: Sarah, would you mind putting that back up so I can see it? You don't have to put it on the main screen, but I would like to see it again if you could. But I think the, I think what we've got here is maybe. N- I would probably throw the question out and explain to you, explain what's going on. I don't think the White Sox stated before the offseason began that they were trying to compete for twenty twenty four. And I think that's kind of what I and so many other people have been frustrated by not knowing, right? Is that they what they did was they did not commit they did not commit to not competing, I guess if that makes sense, right? I mean the the, the closest thing we heard to a firm thing on this was Rick Hahn at the trade deadline saying contention in 2024 is viable. And three weeks later, he got fired. So I think the White Sox are showing you rather than telling you that they don't intend to contend for the AL Central title in 2024 because of the fact that they're signing all these guys who do not do very much to improve them offensively or do not do much to improve their chances overall in a dramatic fashion. I understand there was the whole turn it around as quickly as possible thing that Nate brings up in the comments. That was why Jerry said... He hired Chris Getz over, uh, an outside, looking for an outside candidate, but as quickly as possible does not mean a few months. Uh, it means as quickly as possible, and I think maybe uh, folks can be frustrated about that, but it was not a guarantee. I heard Chris Getz be, to make this team be, uh, contend for the AL Central title in 2024. He did not say that. So the question maybe is not, why are the White Sox going back on what they said by signing all of these types of players? It's hey, the White Sox are signing all of these types of players, and that's maybe explaining why they didn't commit to, to saying we're going to contend in 2024.
1: Let me read the Jerry quote because maybe we can explain the Jerry quote to maybe what he, he was trying to say. Uh, or, one of, or what we can lawyer away him saying. Right. right. <laughs> one of the things I owe the fans is to get better as fast as we possibly, uh, as fast as we can uh, possibly get better. Speed is of the essence. I don't want this to be a long-term proposition. When I started thinking about the speed that I owe the fans, I realized that if you bring someone in from the outside, it's going to take him a year. He's going to have to evaluate everybody in the organization. I could bring Branch Rickey in if he was available, and he'd have to evaluate everybody. So you lose a year. So is Jerry already understanding that 2024 is a lost year because you are making the changes that are this significant in a front office? So what he's saying is if... I was bringing someone in from the outside. We wouldn't be competitive even in 2025. Chris can make the most impact right away. He's not saying they're losing all of 2024 because he wouldn't do that. But if we could read between the lines, is Jerry knowing that 2024 is a lost year? Because so far it does seem like, again, who the hell have they added? What the hell is the plan? It seems like the plan is they're probably going to suck. I think what Jerry is saying there, I I
0: know what Jerry is saying there is... Had they have done what everybody or what a lot of White Sox fans hoped that they would have done and had this big, long search for the, the the outside candidate that they could pick up, it would take a year longer to turn things around than had he just promoted Chris Getz, which is what he did. That doesn't necessarily mean Chris Getz is here, he's going to do it right away. It means he's going to do it a, a year quicker than somebody else would have. And remember, too, what we keep doing with the whole hair-splitting of rebuild, retool, whatever, the last rebuilding project, in my uh, evaluation of it, took seven years, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Seven years is a long time. To, for, for Jerry, who is 87 years old, as he uh, often you know, points out, he's not, he doesn't have uh, as much time left as a lot of us do, uh, he is not probably willing to wait another seven years for a plan to come together. And so I think the reason they don't use the word rebuild is because they don't want to remind folks of the seven years that Rick Hahn spent rebuilding this team. They're hoping they can get it done in two or three or much fewer than seven. And mm-hmm. so I think that when, you know, because there is another quote from that same day where he is just like, we are not going to tear it down. I have no appetite for doing that kind of thing because he just sat through it seven years. It didn't work. To tear it all down again might take another seven years. So I think, yes, he thinks that Chris De- Gets is going to get it done, quote, as quickly as possible. But as quickly as possible might be three years, four years, as long as it's not. One year more than that, which is what he estimated it would take somebody from the outside.
2: Yeah, and I agree with you. Um, they're just averse to using the word rebuild, but we all know it is. And we're, what we talked about yesterday, the whole show was about Dylan Cease being traded and what teams he could be traded to. And so that signals to me a huge rebuild. And so, what's the elephant in the room, Sean? The elephant in the room is? The AL Central sucking. <clears throat> Exactly. And so he can maybe still think that this team in 2024 can compete for AL Central Championship while still doing what they're doing with this uh, roster that they have. Just signing people who are you know, lower than what you expect, a team that will be competing for the AL Central, even though, yes, they haven't said that. But these underwhelming moves... Might work out for the White Sox eventually. I'm thinking that they think that. But, yes, this is 100% a rebuild, especially once they trade Dylan Cease, which is very likely. And, yes, it might not take seven years, but I don't see it going faster than five because they don't have any real people coming up necessarily on the horizon. They have a small number, but not a lot. I mean, you can get a nice package for Dylan Cease, but I don't think that turns your your roster over that quickly. Remember the the first rebuild, it was two solid players in Chris Sale and Jose
1: Quintana that set that up, and I mean. and Adam that set it up for for the future. And they had Luis Robert Jr. I mean, that's that's not even a trade. Like they had to go make yeah. that international signing and get a superstar like that. And as we know, superstars like that are very few and far between. And so they don't
2: have that. They don't have the what they had back in that other rebuild. So it might take longer for this rebuild to work. I'm think they're betting on it taking shorter time, but you don't have the resources and or the players currently on the roster or the wherewithal to sign players when you do get to the top of level, when you're ready to supplement
1: the places that you need to, like right field or second base or even catcher. Um, sorry, I got distracted because apparently Chad Cool also signed a minor league contract. But that so was watch, a long time ago. I think was it we- was over a over, uh, break. I think it was uh, December okay.
2: 29th. I'm just seeing it. it was, I think it was just uh, announced. Are you okay with that one? It's Chad Cool, former Pirate.
1: I don't know if he was a former Royal, though. It's just Brett Phillips. No, not, not a former
2: uh, uh, Royal. Pirate, Rocky, and National. What's well, that guy we had a couple of years ago that was a former Pirate that had the filthy slider? It's just the same same deal. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, uh,
1: Kyle, Kyle Crick. Yeah, same thing. Okay, Kyle Crick. Oh, yeah. it's a little different. He's interesting. Um... I'll talk about Chad Cool just for a second. Uh, he missed 2019 because of Tommy John, uh, and then he's kind of bounced around. Never really hit his top uh, velocity uh, after Tommy John, but he got released from the Nationals on June 26, cleared waivers, and then stepped away from baseball for the remainder of 2023. Uh, his wife, 17 weeks ago, uh, just finished chemo, so okay. uh, he stepped away to help her uh, with his bat- her battle. So, I mean, that's Admiralty. at least you know that's cool to see him coming back to. Uh, you know, her finishing her, her treatment and him coming back to baseball. So then we have that's a, sim- a good story to Rufo. Similar
2: things with Max Stassi where he was hurt all 2023, but also yeah. had family issues where he's taking care of that. So it's good. It's a, it's a good story. I hope he makes the team.
1: Um, let's take a quick break. Then we'll continue this discussion about the future of the Sox. Uh, we'll also talk about what will consist of an emergency podcast <laughs> um, because we, we haven't done that yet, and I, th- I think that's a good bit. Uh, all right, well, we want to let you know about our friends that are trying to make the world a better place. Our friends over at ComEd uh, are making it easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. It's obviously something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us, like Vinny and Herb and me and Sarah, who share it. That's correct, Sean. The electric grid
0: is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do? That's a great question, Sean. They should go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. They're good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean.
1: You forgot to point on the uh,
0: i I'll, I'll do two points tomorrow. Did you forget to point and say comed.com slash clean? Well, I did say comed.com slash clean. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. <clears throat>
1: Are you guys ready to sing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. five, eight, eight, two, three hundred empire today. Uh, With Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a very, very catchy jingle along with a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So of course they have copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed, and jingles. Uh, So competitors advertise low quality products and bad jingles that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Empire keeps shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. They're not going to overwhelm you. They're going to help you find what you need uh, because their selection, again, is very fine combed. They're going to give you the best of the best, and you can look at the best of the best with their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Again, schedule a free home a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. All right, so now that the Chad Cool thing is off of our docket, uh, Sarah uh, got worried after Jared shared the tweet about Brett Phillips coming to a deal with the White Sox in our Slack and I in all caps said emergency pod. So Sarah, how worried were you when you did see that? I was pretty worried. Um, I didn't, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't even like ready to go to work at all this morning. And so I was kind of like, oh, and I knew I was assigned to you guys today too. So I was like, I'm probably have to do that. But then obviously I'm kind of used, you've been doing it the last couple of weeks now where you're writing emergency pod for every like Sox minor league players. So I kind of connected the dots and I was like, I don't think he's serious. <laughs> no, I usually am not being serious. Uh, but for Sarah's sake, since she has been our producer for most of the off season, mm-hmm. why don't we discuss what would constitute a emergency pod. What would get Sarah to actually have to worry? Because if you see any you know, tweet saying the White Sox signed somebody, it's mostly not an earth-shaking move. So if you hear any of these moves, this would put our, our alarms even up for emergency pod. Cody Bellinger? Yes. yes. I'd be shocked. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's
2: not going to happen. I, yes, I,
1: I I don't think I'd make the emergency pod because I think I'd be dead. I think I I would be just comatosed and and out of commission because uh, there's no way in hell that's happening. Uh, a medium a, a, average annual value of twenty four million dollars. No way. Uh, Jorge Soler, I'd
0: Former say yes. Royal. I would I'd say, say yes. yes. Because here's it. the thing too, you've got to think about you. You were joking earlier, and he might be on your list. So, spoiler alert! But Tommy Fam, you were joking earlier. Mm, would, we with him. that would that warrant it? And I think like the idea behind an emergency pod is like people want to hear about it, mm-hmm. and so like the white it should go to describe the condition of the White Sox offseason to this point that even White Sox fans don't really want to hear necessarily about the players that they're signing. Uh, if they, to me, it would be just. A person that White Sox fans would want to hear more about.
1: If the White Sox signed Harrison Bader to a one-year, ten-million-dollar deal, no, because the Mets already did. Yeah, That's I what know. They
0: signed. I know. Probably not. No,
1: really? No. Probably
3: I feel like Harrison ba-
1: Harrison Bader doesn't no. get the love, but Tommy Pham does. May- maybe. Okay. T- tell me if 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 you have an objection. Also, too, it
0: depends. It depends on this time of the schedule. Like we do. we had had the Aaron Bummer trade happened at like eleven o'clock in the morning. Maybe we would have done an emergency pot on Aaron Bummer, but it happened at eleven o'clock at night, and we were sure. like, "eh." Well, and I bed. did an
1: emergency uh, space, and I woke up my my wife. There uh, so there you go. Uh, all right, so just tell me no. Uh, I'll I'll start naming names, and then when I hit to a, hit a name, say no. So Solaire. yes. No, so just say no. <laughs> God damn it, Duval. no. Adam Duvall is going to make the same amount of money as Tommy Pham. No. He had more WAR than Tommy Pham last year. Okay, what? What? What is th- just because Tommy Pham hit a guy, smacked somebody in, in Cincinnati? He had people a good know him. World Series too. I feel like he's good got playoffs. more of
0: a. I feel like he's got more of a runway too. You know, the I, feel sick, like, he's I feel like I feel older. He's, Tommy Pham is older than Adam Duvall. Yes. How old is Tommy Pham? Thirty six. That's
2: surprising.
0: Adam Duvall's thirty five. How old would you have guessed Tommy Pham? is? I would
2: think he's 33.
0: Yeah, see, I would think that, that he would be like more like,
1: oh, maybe Tommy Pham could be here <laughs> for a while. Now <laughs> I'm thinking
2: about it. He played with the Cardinals, the Rays, the Padres, Mets, and Diamondbacks, so he has to be old.
1: I think he played on the 2016 team. Uh, no, uh, 2014. Um, it was a joke. Uh, Tay Oscar? Yes. Her, her, yeah, Come I know. I knew you were going to say yes. Come on. Uh, Michael A. Taylor? No. No? No. No. Two years, $14 million. I would be happy as hell if
2: they got Michael A. Taylor, because he can glove it. So you wouldn't like, emergency pod it? No. That's not a,
1: a emergency pod person. Uh, uh, Peyton Lowry saying uh, Big Hurt comes out of retirement and comes back from the dead to show Fox News that he isn't dead. Uh, but also Peyton said uh, his dad is hoping, or their dad, I don't know if it's a, a he, um Their dad is uh, longing for a Whit Merrifield signing. So for Peyton's dad, would we do an emergency pod for Whit Merrifield? I
0: think Whit Merrifield, given the lead up, would probably have to be a yes.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Like, reluctantly. Because
0: of me. Well, you've pushed it. But, I mean, I think just the idea that we've been hearing his name for a while now and then White Sox fans latched on to the idea of like, oh, he's coming. He's going to be here. So, like, I I think, yeah, I think we'd have to do one for Whit Merrifield. So, yeah.
1: so uh, Michael A. Taylor, very uh, Jorge Soler and Whit Merrifield, yeses. Michael A. Taylor, even though he's a former royal, is a no. No. Oh, that's interesting. Michael A. Taylor, young. young. He's 33. He's Tommy Pham's age. Young.
0: Hey. Hey, now. That's how old I am. Hey, he's younger
1: than Tommy Pham. Um, Joey Gallo? No. No. Okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, I would be happy, though. Travis Jankowski, Aaron no. Hicks? No, no. No. Randall Gritchick? No. No. Jock? No. Okay, no. and then no. everyone else: Rafael Ortega, Brian Anderson, Robbie Grossman will say no. Um, you know who's not even on this list? But oh, Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips is actually below Trace Thompson. So that is who the the equivalent to them signing. They basically go. signed Trace Thompson. Though I'll say this: Trace th-
0: Thompson played a lot last year.
1: He did. <laughs> it's true, but they also couldn't like cut him. There was no reason is to he cut on him. The team? No, no, he's gone. No, okay. he's signed with another team. Yeah, oh, he'll be
0: back. I think he had an, uh, minor an option. League. I think he had a minor league deal with another he'll, team. He'll be back Uh-oh. for fourth time.
1: Maybe, maybe, just maybe. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we accomplished something there. <laughs> you showed if, if that helps. Whit Merrifield is basically the name that you're looking. At I mean, for Sarah. if anybody out there who's watching
2: and or listening has a person and disagrees with our reasoning for emergency podcast, you guys are the ones who are watching. You guys are the ones who would be broadcasting to. If you really think that we would break on air. And talk about Michael A. Taylor?
1: Come on now. Well, oh, that, yeah. I, I don't know. I think Jared would appreciate that. J- who, who wrote it? Like uh, our diehards would love a, an emergency podcast reaction. Well, then to, there you go to Michael A. Taylor. To me,
0: that makes to me that is way more important than the caliber of free agent they are.
1: All right, but I mean, Michael A. Taylor would be a weird signing though.
0: What? It, he's I, I, already he, on another team, isn't he's he? He's
2: a center fielder. He's,
0: he's pretty a free good. Agent.
1: Did he? I thought he. Didn't we talk about him signing a few weeks ago? No, that was a guy I liked for them to sign. Oh, okay. I was I was talking why it would be a good thing if they signed Michael. Oh, yeah, Taylor. I don't think they're going to sign Michael Ito, but he's not a right fielder. Right. That's a, the thing. They have a right, They have a
0: Gold center fielder already. I
2: mean, yeah, that's I'm, fair, not, I'm sure he can
1: play right field quite well. I mean, you know, it, it, they are trying to improve the defense. And you know, is, what would improve the defense? Somebody who's good at fielding. But that is not a right
2: field bat. Where well, you already have the left field that's not hitting home runs. You're going to have the right fielder. Well, they don't have not.
0: a shortstop but bat, a second base yeah. bat, or a catcher right. bat right. either. Here's, here's <laughs> the thing.
1: They had the 29th uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they have the 29th weighted runs created plus in 2023. If they added Michael Ta- a. Taylor, they might be 28th. You know? I mean, like, he's probably he's probably the fifth best hitter on the team oh, if they added him. Um, and his batting run value was a negative 10 last year. So, uh, yeah. Oof. No, I, I get your point that maybe it's just a center field glove. Uh Beef Loaf makes a great point and appreciate beef. Uh, Happy early 108 day. Uh, Smash the like button, uh, 13 likes and 53 people watching. So it's very easy. It's free. We appreciate you guys if you hit the thumbs up button. I know Baloney just did. So uh, hit the thumbs up button uh, if you are commenting and hanging out with us. Um, Let's take another break and then we'll finish out the rest of these these questions from our diehards. Want to let you know about our friends over at Game Time. Maybe you're looking for something to do this weekend. If you have been frustrated with ticket buying experience before... Uh, maybe using different sites. Game time is the best place to go pick up tickets for a sporting event, a concert, a music event, uh, anything that is in your area. They have last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and a best-price guarantee. They take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Herb saw this when he went down to Atlanta. Uh, he got tickets to a Braves game, then saw later on in the day that he uh, there was uh, cheaper tickets on a different site in the same section. He reached out to game time within... 12 minutes, he had 110% of uh, the game time guarantee uh, in his
2: uh account
1: account. There you go. Uh, so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. It's a good time, as always, to go see Connor Bedard in his rookie year. Maybe you want to drive up to Wisconsin and go see uh, the final Bears game of uh, 2023 or the 2023 season. Uh, so go check out uh, our friends over at GameTime if you are looking to head out to an event and use code CHGO when you Sign up for your first
3: purchase.
0: Everybody who watches knows our wonderful set decorations. They know the Southpaw classic White Sox orange flag bobblehead. They know Tim Anderson waiting for a red line train bobblehead. Those come from FOCO. And, guys, you can go to FOCO and get fitted out in the best sports gear around. You can get hoodies. You can get shoes. You can get signs. You can get bobbleheads like that one Sean's holding and everything in between.
2: Intricate design.
0: Even though it's cold outside, it's always baseball season. Gear up for the upcoming season. Gear up for opening day. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags. Herb, can you? are you geared up for playing bags in the parking lot at the rate on uh, March whatever it is 28th. when uh,
2: it's going to be snowing? I am. I'm going to have my gloves. I'm going to go to FOCO and get me some bags. Snow is open- bags. Is
1: opening day? At-
2: yeah. Yes. okay. That's when Jason Benetti comes back
0: with his tiger. Oh, God. You've seen the set decorations. You know that uh, Foco has donated these awesome set pieces. So go so show them some love. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off.
2: And Tariq Scoobles. Probably.
0: Scoobles. start. He's getting that opening day start?
2: I love that guy. There was a top 50 list that was out, and he was like 14th. I was like, God damn. Top 50 what? It will be starting pitchers. Tariq Scubo was number 14 best pitcher in baseball? I think it was 14. It was something really ridiculous. seems like, high. I was like, Tariq All right Cool. Seems high. I mean, he was pretty good
1: when he did come back last year. But 102 strikeouts in 80 innings at 280 ERA? Yeah,
2: he was pretty damn good, but whatever. Seems high.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I think he was in front of uh,
2: Dylan Cease, who was the 20th. Okay. Okay. Whoever made that list. It was MLB nerds.
1: Oh, okay. Herb, uh, maybe you should just... Uh, they're uh, nerds, Sean. They're not nerds. They're 18-year-olds. Nerds. They're stupid. Um, Okay. Uh, and Nadie, if the Sox signed Matt Chapman, I think it would be worth an emergency podcast. Again, just like Cody Ballinger, I'd be comatose, dead, and I would be unresponsive to do an emergency podcast. There's no way, no way, that, that they sign make, anyone over $10 million a year. That would make no
2: sense. Like, they've you've seen what they're offseason's been and it's been all these low minor league and major league signings. So, yeah, going from that to Cody Bellinger and Or Matt Chapman, and, and even to Oscar Hernandez wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't.
1: Right. Those are not congruent. Just it's it's you don't have enough tickets at the Chuck E Cheese to get the the big ticket <laughs> item. Uh all right. Do we feel like we answered Jared's question a- enough here? We certainly talked about it a okay. lot. Yes. I mean, it, it's yeah. very it's very odd that just they have not made any signing that's even just a bad only right like it's just it's I don't necessarily think
0: that that's odd I th- the thing that I find odd is that they haven't done anything yet that benefits them past this year they're signing all these guys who like we've explained don't do much for them offensively okay fine you want to get better at defense get better at defense but like they they're not they're not doing anything if they're not going to compete in 2024 you're not like handcuffed and you can't make any moves for 25 until next offseason do something that's going to benefit you two years down the road. Do something that's going to benefit you three years down the road. Because otherwise, this is just a bunch of place-holding, water treading, time killing, and well, you might as well you might as well just bring up Popeye Rodriguez, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, finally figure out if Lenin Soso or uh, Jose Rodriguez can play. You uh, got you got the runway too. All right, uh, let's go to um, let's go to Jared's other question because he is in the chat. I don't know if this one makes sense in the the best way. There there's a second Jared question, I think. Uh what is the worst offer get should accept for Cease? I think what it, I know what he's saying. Right, but like it's
2: I'm and I gotta answer for him. I think it's equivalent to what the U Darvis trade was for the Cubs to the Padres. Yes, Owen Casey now is coming up and eventually will be a, a Cub, but a bunch of lottery tickets type of thing where you're just betting on these young players to come up eventually, that would be the worst part of a cease trade. I think if you trade cease, first you got to get a pitcher. And most of these players coming back have to be MLB ready because we've already discussed, they're not looking for a long rebuild. They're looking for a quick turnaround. So they all have to be pretty much MLB ready or if not already
1: MLB players. But Darvish is a completely different guy because he's – he, he had a contract, a four-year contract right. still mm-hmm. left,
0: and was making an awful lot of money too. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Yeah, like
0: that's the thing. Is he was that, over like, one hundred
1: twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Would you say he was over one hundred twenty-five million? Yeah, for right. The and six so years, it's
0: so. an it's an entirely different deal. I get what you're saying, Herb, in, in that uh, you're looking at the timeline, maybe more of it than anything. But I think the Cubs had had to settle for that return package because San Diego is acquiring all that money, mm-hmm. and now the team acquiring Dylan C. and the money are are are, are that's a good thing to yeah. acquire that money because it's such a relatively small amount for what you're going to get. So I think certainly Chris Get should be expected to get more than what the Cubs got for you, Darvish, for that reason alone. And then on top of it, Dylan C is a pretty good pitcher. Well, yeah. <laughs> and like,
1: They're not going to get the reported package from the Reds, but I, that's because that price is quote-unquote high. They're going to settle, but I don't think settling is a bad thing because settling just means it's more of a reasonable and agreeable term, like I don't think that there's going to be a bad offer for Dylan Cease because we have seen the price that people are paying for pitching. Lucas Giolito got $4 million than he was expected to. Chris Sale, who just pitched 102 innings, got traded for Vaughn Grissom, a 22-year-old bat, who, hey, doesn't have that much promise defensively, but I'd like him to play second base for the White Sox. He could play right field for the White Sox. And... They defer money and then give Sale an extension. Like the price for pitching is insane. So the only thing that I think Jared is concerned about is what if Dylan Cease gets hurt and they can't maximize the the potential. Well, that, and that blows everything. That's just, everything up. That's just yeah, anxiety. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's just that's just you know, unfortunately, that could happen, and that's the thing with dealing with with you know, baseball and 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 ways athlete happens, but also. They could trade him before the offseason happens, offseason starts, before he even throws a pitch, and that outcome won't happen. So I don't think the, the, the worst outcome for the White Sox is bad in any way because Dylan Cease is not going to be marked down 50% off at any point unless something tragic happens with his career, and God forbid nothing ever happens like that. You said they might
2: settle, but do you really think they're going to settle for a deal that the other team is willing to part with? or just hold on to Dylan Cease until they need to get rid of him what like you said they are the White Sox are going to settle for a deal that's for Dylan Cease I think they're not going to settle for a deal I think they're going to hold on to Dylan until they actually
1: have to trade him and even if that means in 2025 in the offseason there I mean settle as in like the reported package from the Reds was like three top 100 prospects plus maybe it's two top 100 prospects and then like three lottery tickets as you were kind of saying with the U Darvish thing like you know young, younger 19 year olds 18 year olds that like they're really not sure where they stand in the system but have potential just because of their age like there could be three of those players that are added on so like I'll be very disappointed if they add if they did that if they got two top well, 100 and prospects
2: think, and I think and I think no not that but the extra that is there because they valued Dylan at a number at a at a price, stay at your price. You don't have to get rid of him. There's no there's no impetus to get rid of Dylan Cease. The price is gonna,
1: I think. I mean, just it's just gonna go I, up. I'm just going based. Of, I'm, I'm going based off of what Jeff Passon reported and what we talked about yesterday. That it mm-hmm. is likely that he'll get traded before the off season. So if they are going to trade him before the off season, they have to, I think, come down from that price. My
0: my point. thought on this would be that Jared's updated question there. That the which in which he asks, what's the lowest counter he would get, he wouldn't get destroyed for accepting. That's really the key here is the expectations. You just described a return package in which the White Sox get two top one hundred prospects, right. and Herb said he would be upset about it. And I think that White Sox fans have, A, heard all the trade rumors and heard how much Dylan Cease is worth and 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 talked this all up uh, in in their head, not wrongfully, but they just have done that, that now the expectation is high. And while I keep going, guys, go ahead and look back at Chris Sale. Right. What Chris Sale got in that trade, if if Chris Getz got the equivalent of the package Rick Hahn got for the Chris Sale trade for Dylan Cease, I would think that would be a really good job well done. But yeah, I, I think like, I think Herb though, I think
2: you and a lot of White Sox fans would at this point not be thrilled by that. But that's the minor league pitcher of the year for the Red Sox in Michael Kopeck and a top bat in Yohan Mancata. Those are two
0: top one hundred prospects. Okay, but those like,
2: people no, but those people were top, top one hundred people. Right, but if they trade
1: with the Orioles and get two of their top three prospects, they're getting top top. I understand that. Maybe they're not getting two instead of three, but they're getting the top top. That's a they, good thing.
2: But they asked for the two, three, four, and six of from the Reds, right? If they downshift to yeah. just the two and the six, I'll be like, ugh, you're settling. You don't need—there's no need And this to, is my point. But but this is my
1: point. You but don't like, need to, to settle for settle, it.
2: But here's the thing. If her,
1: you want to get a deal done, yes, because that's, a, that's an egregious but, p- price to be offered.
2: But it's—yeah, but it's not a thing that you have to do. Like, there's no urgency to trade Dylan Cease. There's I nothing know. on the table that says, we have to trade him this offseason— or else. I when, know, they my traded, is-
0: when they traded Chris Sale, he had three years of control. He did. And he, not to not to knock Dylan Cease in any way, because he's a very fantastic pitcher, Chris Sale was a better pitcher then than Dylan Cease correct. is now. Correct. Right? Yes,
2: absolutely. Very correct.
0: So why would you expect them to get more for two years of Dylan Cease than they did for three years of Chris I mean, Sale?
1: well, it, a little bit different. I think that pitching, the, an importance of pitching has been Like, the difference of how important pitching was seen in 2016 is vastly different post-pandemic and now in 2023. I mean, we weren't seeing contracts of 10 years for Garrett Cole and 12 years for uh, Yamamoto at all. Like, I I don't think that pitching ever had a price that it did now. So I think, like... The way that pitching is viewed is way more important in the landscape of baseball than when the Chris Sale trade was done. Because you're absolutely right. We went over the stats yesterday. I mean, Chris Sale had a sub-3 ARA and like five straight top five, top six Cy Young finishes. And he
0: won them the World Series two years later. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Um, so, I, I, I don't know. Because, like, it depends on the team that you're dealing with, too. Yeah. I mean, if you if you get two prospect, two top 100 prospects from the Orioles and three from the Reds, the Reds have a worse farm system. Yes. That doesn't mean you actually got a better package. Exactly. Like, it's it's all dependent on the package, and we can look back at the Chris Sale trade, and it could have been either Rafael Devers or Johan Mankata. Like, we, we don't know what players are actually being offered. We later found out the White Sox had an interest in Ryan Peppio and maybe that's going to hurt the ability for the Dodgers to go out and get a player like Dylan C. So maybe we have to uh, uh, change our uh, change our expectations. But, like, right now, before the offseason, the price might be three top 100 prospects, but, like, no one's going to be able to give that up in May or wanting to give that up in May, but then it will skyrocket back up in July when it comes to trade deadlines. Yeah. So, like, I get your point, yeah. but I really don't think that Chris Sale... Can make a bad trade in this position. Chris Getz. I got you. Ooh, well, you said talk true. a lot about this. I got There's you. A lot of I, I did it yesterday. I don't think Chris Getz is in a position with this player to make a bad move.
0: And I think you could be right, but I think simultaneously, you could see a world now just because of the way the conversation has gone where what Herb just showed could be the case. It's possible White Sox fans might not be happy with anything that that he could get unless it is. I should say this happy with what the actual realistic get ends up being, right? Yeah. It's, po- it's just possible. And we'll, and we'll see how it plays out if it plays out. Um, but I think right now the expectations are driving the answer to Jared's question more than, more
2: than the actual trade market. And I just think that I think my main point is that to trade a player like Dylan Cease, you have to feel like you won the trade and whatever that means, that you got more value. For the player that's going the other way, well, they will. Not, but like that's
1: that's what the point I'm that, trying to make. Like yeah. the, he's Dylan Cease will just be Dylan Cease. Like I don't think that there's a way that you can hurt his trade value. So unless Chris Gets is bad at his job, which he he could be because he's never done this job before, that's the only way that ha- hap- that, that this happens. Mm-hmm. The only way Chris Gets fumbles this bag is if he sucks at his job. Which you can... I mean, he he hasn't proved us. Either way, we, we hasn't we haven't know what Chris gets teams look like. We don't know what a real Chris gets trade looks like because that Aaron Bummer one's a real amalgamation of odd things thrown together. But like, if, if his trades like that, that trade I don't actually don't mind.
2: That that was an impressive trade for me, even though all five of these players are ugh, right. they might like, not work so, out.
1: I, I don't really understand like how Chris gets can screw this up. I think he's looking for either depth or the cream of the crop like he got with right. Mankata but there's the Mankata for sale.
0: Right. But there's the difference in actually screwing it up and screwing it up imme- in the immediate, at least, in the eyes of your fan base.
1: Yeah. But, like, what are, what are the true expectations? Your expectations are three top 100 prospects? No, it's just,
2: like, with the Yohan Mankata, uh Copec thing, you knew both of those players were going to be in the major leagues and soon, and you knew they were good players. Like, I don't want... Like you were saying, you get the 18-, 19 year olds. You got more development to go.
1: No, but I said top one, two top one hundred prospects and three, 3 yeah. 18 year olds. Like, like I mean, what, like we look at the Juan Soto trade with the Nationals. The Nationals have like the top five prospect ranking just because of that trade, just because they acquired James Wood, who was like eighteen and like you know top ten baseball product. Yeah, but they got Mackenzie Gore. They got right good
2: players immediately that were going to start on the Nationals immediately. And that's why I said. Two top 100 prospects? But plus. those are like actual good players. Like two top 100 prospects, I'm saying like they could be 89 and 99. Like I'm not, like those Yoan Mankata Kopek were at the top of the top 100 right. prospects. No, I know,
1: but like, the top of players. Again, like what I'm saying is if you make a deal with the Orioles and you get Colton oh. Kouser and Heston Kurstad, those two top 25 prospects. I mean, th- yeah, th- yeah, those I know, are like. Those are that's better
2: that's, cut prospects than the one the Reds right. would send out.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and oh, so instead of top, you know, three top. 100 from the Reds like the Reds have a worse farm system like yeah I, gotta I mean it all up. depends on the trade it all depends on even the the type of players that they're receiving are they getting two bats that will help them for 145 games each are they getting a a pitcher does that pitcher actually have starting pitching uh potential or is he just going to be a, a guy that washes out and turns into a bullpen arm like there's a ton of questions but we just don't know what offers actually look like right now besides the one from Cincinnati
2: that's oh, in first that would be great
1: right field let's go he, and he'd play Holy tomorrow he, there, he, he, he'd outplay brett phillips yeah, right there brett phillips there will you go in the major leagues all right thank uh, jesus we got a couple more uh questions here all the uh, jokes in charlotte let's get to them um first up uh, ian asking is the lack of real movement in f uh, in free agency down to the unsettling of bally sports and rsn deals so do you guys know much about what's going on do you need me to fill you in No, it's not.
0: It's not. It's not good. No, there are a lot of teams out there who don't have as much money to work with as they thought they did, and so I think to a degree the answer to that question is yes. But I think it's very much on a team by team basis, right? We've seen the Minnesota Twins come out and say they're dialing spending back. The Padres are in their, but they're in their own situation with the with the owner passing away. Uh, You know, obviously they're trying to throttle back because they've throttled up so much in recent years. But hey. The Diamondbacks are a team that had Bally's taken out from uh, under them, and they're spending a lot. Right. Texas Rangers are just won the World Series. They have a Bally's TV uh, issue right now, and they probably are looking to make at least one big pitching signing here before the season is over. So I think you can say, yeah, maybe a little, but – Look to it on a team-by-team basis because there are teams out there who fall into that category who are spending, and there are teams who fall into that category who are very much not.
2: And I think people like the Minnesota Twins are using this as a crutch. As Vinny said, Potters are still out there spending, even though they just traded out Juan Soto, but that's one year. He had one year of his deal. They knew they weren't going to pay him, but they're signing multiple closers for some reason, Japanese, Korean closers, and they're going out and signing players. So they're not using that, and he just said, The Diamondbacks are uh, signing players, and so I think teams that are with the Bally Sports Diamond um, RSN thing are just using this like the Minnesota Twins as a crutch. Like, oh no, we didn't get our fifty million dollars from Ballys, so we can't spend this extra money. You have plenty of money. You get, I think, BAM Tech gave them all like a hundred and fifty million a couple years ago. Just thirty. Yeah. Huh. Thirty. Yeah. No, the total. I'm saying each like, team got thirty million, but over over a a, tur- a total thing. I think each team got like hundred and fifty million. It was a lot, or fifty million, one or two. But they have money. That's the point. Like the Twins are just using this as a crutch to dial it down, and because the elephant in the room, the L Central sucks.
1: Um yeah, I mean again it's it's team by team basis. Uh the teams are the Twins, Braves, Marlins, Tigers, Reds, Cardinals, Brewers, Royals, Angels, Guardians, Rangers and Rays. You you brought up the Rangers and the the uh D-backs. D-backs being spenders. Uh the Braves have spent already. They've made all of those crazy extensions, right? They're And gave another one to Chris Sale. Right, and give another one to Chris Sale. <laughs> they've they've always been weird because they've mostly spent on their in house talent. They've never been like a big free agent. Just what the White Sox tried to do, right? right. Um, and you know, they've just done it better. Uh, like I mean, the their, players
0: their, have performed better. Is their, what happened. Yeah, right. Their biggest free agent <laughs>
1: signing is B.J. Upton for seventy five point seven five or something like that. Wow, that's uh, more than the White Sox, just by seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, but the Tigers, like the Tigers, Cardinals, and Royals, I think have shown you at least how. The smaller market teams are affected by this because they've been very concise with their moves and they've been the ones that have been very active. I think they know their budget because of the lack of money that's coming in. So we saw the Cardinals jump out and go make those signings for all those starting pitchers, jumping the market for Sonny Gray. We saw the Royals. We were like, why the hell are the Royals doing all this? Well, they actually just had their offseason condensed because they just wanted to work under a certain budget. They actually budget, did stuff,
0: which other teams are not have not done yet.
1: Right. The Brewers are... are are usually not spending. And th- I mean, after the pandemic, their owner said that they were broke and didn't make any money, uh, oh. even though they've out, uh, attended attendance, the white Sox for the past 20 years. Um, the the Brewers are weird, and they seem like they're just rebuilding. Like, it, and the Rays never spend money, anyways. So it's this like weird. It it's not affecting the Dodgers. It's not it, it's not affecting the way the Cubs operate, even though the Cubs should be spending more. But those are two different situations. Dodgers got their own um, network, and they're, they're making, making Cubs. a lot of money, right? I mean, Cubs do, Yankees do, yeah. Mets do. I mean, like White Sox should. I don't know about that. What um, do mean? Make more money. You want a White Sox network? White Sox Bulls network. It'll work out perfectly air Jordan stuff the whole time uh so yeah I mean I don't I don't think it's affecting free agency too much I think that it's more influx of guys with deadlines like Imanaga Yamamoto like I think the 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 increase of international players with uh deadlines ha, ha, has also affected the the flow and of the offseason
0: and two of those guys, one of them not being a, an international player this year, Shohei Ohtani, uh, demanding such a gigantic uh, contract. I mean, if you're the Cubs, right, and you want Ohtani – You've, you've got a budget. Whether you have all the money in the world or not, you got a budget, and so they're going to say, well, if we get him, it's going to be a very different off season to if we don't kind of thing.
1: So you do have to wait until he's until he's made his decision. Juan Soto's a free agent next year, too, so that could be uh, a lot of money spent uh, as well. So maybe some teams are saving up for that. Uh, thank you, Peyton, also, for this $5 super chat. Uh, just throwing $5 to my favorite Sox podcast. Aww. We appreciate you. you, Peyton, and hopefully for your dad's sake, uh, the Sox sign Whit Merrifield. I would, we'll now, bring him an emergency podcast. The
2: weird thing, Then we start off, and I started off with the... I would suck to have Whit Merrifield in the White Sox. Kinda, better than Brett Phillips. I'm kind of warming up to Whit Merrifield, yeah. even though he's... Ugh. I'm not I'm warming up. He's a major league player that you know that he'll do well. Well. He won't be great. He'll be all right. He's, you know, 30, he's 36. I don't know about that. That's fine. He's he's, the same age he's, as Tommy he's, Pham. He's better than every single <laughs> player want that them they've to sign signed Tommy already
1: Pham. or traded for. That's not a good thing, though. And also, Eric Fetty's better than Whit Merrifield. Will he be? Yes. Okay. Eh, I'll, I will say all that. Right. That's my opinion.
2: That's. I fine. mean, I, I might agree with you, but I don't, you know, the major league stats speak for themselves.
1: I what has Whit Merrifield done in KBO? Has he won a Cy Young? No.
2: Or the MVP, no.
1: Um, all right. <laughs> Sorry, Whit. Uh, thank you, Peyton. Uh, one more final question. Uh, I see AJ in the chat. So let's get to AJ's question. Uh, it's baseball kid. Throwing in, uh, what would your ideal Socks Fest look like? What panelslash experience would you want? Uh, fingers crossed for a Big Hurt themed indoor roller coaster sponsored by Nugenix. Thank you, AJ, for being a diehard and for sending in another. Uh, descriptive question as mm-hmm. always um before we jump into this something that we haven't talked about on the podcast for season ticket holders on january 26th from 6 to 9 p.m the socks are holding an event for season ticket holders at the field museum which will you include, have to be
0: invited don't show up right yeah well if, I, I think you
1: get an invite if you're a, a season right, ticket holder right. uh, but you get to uh, walk around the museum experience uh uh, the uh, what's it called? Attractions. Exhibits. Uh, exhibits. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word. And uh, you get to hang out with uh, current White Sox players and coaches, apparently, yeah. reportedly. How about former White Sox players? Because I've seen well, somebody in the Twitter put Rod that,
2: always it, there. Put, put that uh, Carl Everett would be there and looking at Sue and like, nope, I don't believe in <laughs> you.
1: No, you're fake. But yeah. Carl Everett's like going under the, the velvet ropes, like going up close to the bones. Like, is, is this like,
2: real? No, absolutely not. It this has to be Bible. plaster. <laughs> But yeah, it's a good it's a good thing that they're reaching out at least at the very minimum to their season ticket holders. Now, me as a person that worked in the media for the score and when we used to do Sox Fest, I'm not that guy. I'm a fan, but I'm not that fan seeking autographs, seeing players. I you know I don't know why I just don't like that. It's just not my thing. I know White Sox fans who do love that, so I don't you know it's not my biggest thing. But I think it would be a good thing. For them to do this season ticket holder thing, dip their toe, see how the temperature is with the season ticket holders, the people who are actually bought into the team. And then next year, if this goes well, open SoxFest back up because there are a lot of people clamoring for it. So my ideal SoxFest would be sending all your your best players of all time, having Paul Kerkel back, having Frank Thomas back, having... Uh, Mark Burley back in the building, remind them of why they're White Sox fans, Carlton Fisk, etc., cetera, and just having them all weekend long. You don't have to have Chris Getz speak. You don't have to have Jerry Reinsdorf speak. Just have a fun-filled Sox fest where they think, not think about the team. They think about the good memories they've had at guaranteed rate and with the White Sox. So that will be my thing if they're a Sox fest next year.
1: I really like that herb. Yeah, that was yeah, that Thank was you. nice. Just like everyone have a good time. Sarah's and inspired herb. By
2: yeah, it said. was
3: a little. That was inspiring.
2: Because we need some positivity,
1: and it's tough. It hasn't been positive for a minute. I mean, no. Uh, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm not a big crowd person, so I'm not clamoring for hey, let's get five thousand people in a closed indoor place in January. Uh, that doesn't sound like just fun to me. That um, worked. Cubs convention Oof. with the score. Ugh, no, thank you. I know I wouldn't want to go back. Um, so I don't know. It's it's tough for me to be like, oh, they should do X or Y. But socks on the beach sounds fun. <laughs> I can't lie. From Peyton of uh, saying socks prom. So what on
0: uh, on Oak Street, or yeah. I guess Thirty uh, First Street? Probably got to be down down on the south side. Thirty first Street Beach. Go in, do, uh, in late January. That sounds fun, doesn't it?
1: The Cultural Center. Uh, <laughs> over on, uh, south south Shore. Shore? South Shore yeah. Beach? Uh, I mean That's yeah. supposed to be very nice. Oh, it's a lovely place. That's on my to do list for the summer. I say. I would highly recommend that place. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it's Have a, you guys gone to, gone to the big Promontory big. Point? Yes. Awesome. No. Yeah. Where's that? On oh, the South that, Side. Is that you,
2: you is it like where you walk like, out? Yeah. Good view. And then you look back into the city and see the
1: buildings. Oh beautiful. It's over
0: yeah. off of uh, Jackson Park,
1: yeah. Um Matt say the field museum uh, sounds like some kind of joke. The whole museum or the the event? <laughs> it's the museum over. exists. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I kind of like the field museum better than like I don't know. I, what about the shed aquarium? I mean, shed is for like me be... the number one. Yeah, I mean, it's undefeated. I don't know. It's just like, do you want to go to a like our institute too? It's just like, what what is it? Why does it have to be socks themed? Maybe just Why does to, what have to be socks themed? Well, like going to the Field Museum.
0: Oh, you could just go to the Field Museum whenever. Right? Yeah. No, I think that's what, that <laughs> was more like free? interest be more. Yeah, they, they've got There's a lot of free days. Yeah. City.
1: Um, I have still haven't gone, Vinny. You should. Let's see,
2: I think it's the only major museum. Nope, I haven't been to the uh, what's the one? The Art Institute with the. You haven't Lions. been to the what Art Institute? No, come on, way. Herb, not a not a art guy. But I guess how I do you know go you've go. never
3: been? <laughs> I'm
2: I'm just not a. They art had a
1: gorgeous Van Gogh exhibit, an Monet exhibit last summer. Come on,
2: Herb, my head. What? That's not. I love the museum, museum the science and industry. It's my favorite, it, besides the Shedd aquarium, and I'll go down the south side you, to watch that. You haven't done the art institute. I haven't done that okay. or the field museum. Make yet. a that, point, Herb. That, you I'm could sure. go for free. We
1: should. Well, we we should make a video. We should. We should have somebody come it videotape. Be Paris her. Bueller. Yeah, style. Yeah, well, yeah. I saying, yeah. Can I get,
2: can yeah. I get the uh, Red
1: Wings jersey? Herb could be Cam. Uh, all right. Uh, They'll do it. Uh, b flow saying, as a season ticket holder, uh, these season ticket holders are usually really good. Uh, booze, not a ton of people, easy access to players and coaches. So, I mean, at least it's, I mean, it's definitely a, a cooler event space than Cormac place. Um, yeah, that is
0: ab- so, absolutely true, yes. You know, I mean, ma- Big maybe. Big empty warehouse room, yeah. yeah
1: maybe maybe they'll <laughs> test this out and see the, the validity of it. And maybe, you know, hey, this is the uh, the season ticket holder event that they continue to do. And maybe if they like the way that this rolls out, they'll continue to. Do more fan events for SoxFest because I know a lot of people want it back. Jim says the planetarium. I wasn't that I'm impressed to with that the one. planetarium.
0: Herb, stop scuttle. Stop just, just
2: crushing all museums.
1: I'm museums are great.
2: Like, I'm in that go area. I'm them. just going to go to the Shedd Aquarium. Like, sorry, planetariums. You, right you could go to both. You could go to both. You don't have to pick I've one. already been to the planetarium. Expand I was like, your horizons.
1: It's like, I get it. The telescope.
2: Yes. Earth and uh, space. Great. You, you guys want to do that like tomorrow?
1: Definitive ranking of Chicago so. museums? They're all number one in my heart. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, go, go support the arts. And go you guys support have been to
2: all of them? Most of them?
1: I haven't done Planetarium. Okay. That's the one I it's haven't that done. that great. I, I heard it from you. I, I'd like to go experience it myself. No. Nope. Uh, Skip it. Yeah. Uh, Soldier Field, I don't think, counts as a museum. No. It's, it's right there. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, uh, All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. I think we still have over 50 people watching. We got 60 people watching. We really appreciate that. Uh, That's really uh, sweet of you guys for tuning into this team that just signed Brett Phillips to a minor league contract and uh, Chad Cool to a minor league contract. Uh, Hit that thumbs up button if you would be even sweeter. Uh, Those 60 people watching, we got 25. Uh, It's a good Jim Tomey number, but it'd be nice to even hit maybe John Danks. Maybe it's a little bit too rich for my blood, but uh, hitting 50 would be real sweet.
0: Or he's 50. 4-5-0. I think he's 50. Yeah. What about, what about
1: thanks? What uh, about thanks? That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And Peyton bringing up the Mascot Hall of Fame in Whiting, Indiana. I know boy. that's a place Vinny would love. Oh, boy. She can name like every MMO mascot. My guy mascot. Bird Zerk would be there. Bird Zerk. I love
0: Bird Zerk. Who's yeah. Bird Zerk. Oh. Talk like about needing Kane, to expand your horizon. Tomorrow? Kane County Cougars. Bird oh. Zerk.
1: Boy. All right. Myra Noodleman. Oh, <laughs> my God. All of them. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We will thank you to Sarah for producing, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 3.30. Goodbye.